Hey everyone, what's up? It's Norm, and I would like to welcome you to episode 10 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Uh, today, we are finished with the Articles of Faith, but obviously they intend to continue, so I intend to continue. And uh, again, I'm not ultimately arguing that these are not what Mormons believe. To the For the most part, they are. I will point out places where they are being deceptive and misleading. I haven't. I don't think I've come across anywhere yet where it's been an outright lie, but I will make sure to let you know on that too. But I just want to make sure that we understand the difference between what Christians believe and why we believe that Mormons are not Christian and why their faith and, faith and beliefs uh, keep them out of Christian orthodoxy. So, we are going to go ahead and jump in again. This week he is talking about who is Joseph Smith. Like I said uh, in the last video, there's a, there's a couple of points that he makes in here or fails to make in here that I think are very important. And it, it does tend to make this a very misleading video. So, again, we're going to get our uh, YouTube uh, Pure Flix um, advertisement and then we'll... Uh, We'll jump in with David. Are vegans healthy? Oh, no. Vegetarians. Vegans. French fries and beer are vegan. Something so, different. When Joseph Smith was a young man, he was told by an angel that his name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues, or that it should be both good and evil spoken of among all people. And it's true. When you claim that angels talk to you, that's what happens. Yeah, Muhammad claimed that angels spoke to him, too. To some people, Joseph Smith is a diabolical, treasure-hunting con man. To members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he's a prophet of God. You'll probably see both sides even right under this video in the comments section. In future in videos, video. we'll address some of the more controversial things about Joseph Smith, but if you really have no idea who he is or why he's significant, this video is for you. Joseph Smith was a farm boy who lived in the eastern United States in the early 1800s. When he was 14 years old, he claimed to have seen a vision of God the Father and Jesus Christ. They appeared to him in response to a question Joseph had been praying about. Which church should I join? Similar to the religious world today, Joseph... Important to note that he had also claimed that he, in the same situation, he had seen an angel named Nephi, Jesus himself, and then Jesus and the Father. There are multiple versions of this story there is not just one there's one official version but there are multiple versions in that joseph smith told of this same story so that's going to lead to a question later on joseph had noticed how the denominations of his day all used the same bible to teach very different doctrines he didn't know what was true and what wasn't the heavenly response was shocking but their actual response to his question was also shocking so here, here's something else. I mean, there were Methodists and Presbyterians and, and Baptists and so on in this time. And to say that they used the same Bible and taught different doctrines, that's genu genuinely true, but not that different. All of these churches at this time fell into a certain uh, group of fundamental, essential doctrines that made them orthodox. And it was essentially... Uh, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, triune in his nature, that the Son came, uh, lived a perfect life, went to the cross to pay the penalty for all sinners who would repent and put their trust in him, that if they would do that, if they would, uh, 
then they would be saved through faith alone, by grace alone, in, or by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Those are some core essential doctrines. Um, and you can get into the Bible as the only source of scripture and so on. But essentially, the, the nature of God, the nature of salvation, uh, and the nature of, of specifically the, the person and nature of Christ, um, because the Bible says, and again, I should have looked this up and had it prepared, but if you don't know the Father, if you don't know the Son, you don't know the Father. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. If you're following after a false Christ, which Jesus said there would be, then you're not following after the right God. And so those are the essentials, and that's what made all of these groups, and as far as I know, and I mean there were probably some that were heretical and so on, but m the majority of these churches were within orthodoxy. Now let's see what supposedly God and Jesus' response to Joseph was. They told him not to join any of the existing churches because none of them was God's authorized church, and in one way or another, they were all in error. Joseph shared... Okay, now this is the point where I'm going to call David out, and it, it actually angers me because they... He knows exactly, this is not what Jesus and the Father said to Joseph. The exact words were, the Father supposedly said, this is my son, hear him. And then Jesus supposedly said to Joseph that they, to join none of them, they were all false. And he said, and this is the quote, that their creeds are an abomination and the professors of which are corrupt. They draw near him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. That is a lot more that's a lot more intense than saying, well, they were all wrong in some sh way, shape, or form, or they were not his authorized church. This is specifically, supposedly, Jesus saying that every religion in existence at the time that Joseph Smith had this vision was an abomination, and everyone who practiced those religions were corrupt. That's a whole lot different than what he just told you. So... We need to be honest in these things if we're really going to tell us who Joseph Smith is. Be honest about it. Don't give us some sugar-coated little comment. Tell us the truth, what you really think of every other religion. Not that we're just partially wrong. You believe we are an abomination and are, as we as professors are corrupt. Let's start there because if we can't start there, we can't have a di dialogue because you're already being deceptive his experience with some people and the persecution especially among religious leaders from other faiths hit hard joseph later wrote i had actually seen a light and in the midst of that light i saw two personages and they did in reality speak to me and though i was hated and persecuted for saying that i had seen a vision yet it was true and while they were persecuting me reviling me and speaking all manner of evil against me falsely for so saying i was led to say in my heart why persecute me for telling the truth I have actually seen a vision, and who am I that I can withstand God? Or why does the world think to make me deny what I have actually seen? For I had seen a vision. I knew it, and I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it, neither dared I do it. A few years later, Joseph was again visited by a heavenly No 14-year-old has ever made up a story and then stood by it in the way that he did. I mean... When you look at the reality of the story and the way that they changed over the years and the extreme uh, things that are in this story, 
if my 14-year-old son came to me with three or four or nine or however many different versions of this story was actually told, I would punish him for lying. Messenger. This time it was an angel named Moroni. The angel told Joseph about an ancient book engraved on metal sheets buried in a hill in the next county over. It was written by and told the story of some of the ancient inhabitants of the Americas. Most importantly, it told the story of Christ's post-resurrection ministry to the people there. Joseph would eventually retrieve the record and miraculously translate it into what we now know as the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. And again, the miraculous translation, I'm assuming he's going to get into that in the upcoming weeks and we'll talk about it when it comes. But there's so many versions and, and issues with that as well that have come up and the fact that people are still willing to go along with this is mind-boggling. It, it, it's akin to brainwashing that people are still willing to adhere to this and the Book of Abraham and so on. Latter-day Saints believe that during Christ's mortal ministry, he established his gospel and his church on the earth. But both his gospel and his church were distorted during the centuries after his death. We believe that Christ used the young Joseph Smith to restore that ancient church. Correct doctrines, theology, and authority were restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. Now, Yet none of those things have been restored to the Bible, which they say are the plain and precious things that have been removed. Joseph supposedly retranslated the Bible into the Joseph Smith translation, but they don't use it. And none of those doctrines that the church follows today that you cannot find anywhere in the early church, uh, in, in the writings of early church fathers in scripture, or anywhere throughout history, can you find any of these teachings until 1830, or if you jump back into some Freemasonry, you'll find some of the stuff. You won't find them because they don't exist. Latter-day Saints do not worship Joseph Smith. He simply filled the same role as ancient prophets like Moses, Jeremiah, or Peter. So the question is, is Joseph's story true or not? If it's not, then it's nothing more than an elaborate hoax. If it is true, well, that changes everything. If you're interested in knowing... So how do we find out if Joseph's story is true or not? When you look at the evidence, and when you look at it logically, you're going to come to the conclusion that it's not true. He's going to tell you that you should pray about it and trust a feeling that God might give you. And obviously, if you don't get that feeling, then you're not praying sincerely enough. Because if it's true, that should be the only feeling you get. What happens is about the fact that if I pray about it, I get the feeling that it's wrong because I look at the evidence. There's a problem. There is a, there is a serious paradoxical issue here that has to be dealt with. You can't just trust your feelings. Because, I mean, right now in the news, Jesse Smollett, he told a story, people believed him, now it's coming out that it's wrong. But what happens if, you know, he really believed it, and he's still standing by it until he can't. And so, again, we have to, we have to look at facts and how do we know if something is true or not. We can't just base it on a feeling we have to look at, at, at facts and evidence. Knowing the answer, take it to God. Read the Book of Mormon and ask God if it's true. If you truly seek an answer, it'll come. Or if you So there he gives you, and that's, that's the caveat that they throw out all the time. If you truly seek an answer, it'll come. 
you'll get the right answer that they want you to get. If you don't get that answer, then obviously you weren't truly seeking the answer. Because me, I'm just an anti-Mormon, and so all I'm doing is trying to prove it wrong. But I had a testimony for a long time. I would bear my testimony, I would feel the burning in the bosom, and then when I looked at what was true, I had to walk away, because I cannot lie to myself. So they've, they've got their caveat. If you're not truly seeking, you won't get the right answer. You'll get a wrong answer. So I encourage you to truly look and trust facts. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. Till next time, Soli Deo Gloria.